The Utah Jazz blow out the Sacramento Kings. This one was over early and often. We'll talk about the Jazz performance, what these blowouts mean, as we continue on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 600 South and 20th East. I got this text during, oh, I can't look at it because it's on my phone. I got text from the guys in the store today telling me that my Locked on Mudslide ice cream was not in first place for Leather V ice cream sold, and they didn't think I was the type of person who liked to be in second. You think they were trying to get my goat a little bit? You need to promote that ice cream. Just okay, a little Locked bit on more. Mudslide ice cream is available at the store. Go get it now! Okay, just Gotta kidding. taste that. It's pretty good. All right, uh, Jazz win it 119 to 98. This game was over really quickly. The Jazz went up 13 0, they went up 16 1, they went up 35 20 at the end of one, they're up 70 to 44 at the half, and then league rules said we had to play the other 24 minutes. What did you see in that first half that was impressive to you? I, I saw Quinn's outrage or out the way he orchestrated things in practice this morning, work in that first quarter. So shoot, Jazz, shoot, they were ready to, to play. Shoot around today. What was Quinn like at shoot around today? Well, he was very particular about situations that could happen out there on the floor, making sure guys uh, knew exactly the, the tendencies of every player and just, I mean, particular about everything. On the, He made sure that everyone understood what was going on. I mean, he just didn't let his coaches run the defensive assignments he chimed in a little bit more this morning. You know what I think is happening here with these blowouts is that we're hard to play. We run the most, the highest combination of picks and handoffs of any team in the league. So Sacramento is on their 80th game of the year. They played last night, and they start the night, and they get everybody gets hit by three or four picks early, and it's just not worth it. Like, there's nothing – like, it's going to take an enormous effort – to play the Utah Jazz and beat the Utah Jazz, and at this point of the season, for these teams, it's not worth it. David, let me tell you how hard it is for a defender. Just we'll use Donovan Mitchell as an example. You can even use Joe Ingles as an example. When you're constantly fighting over picks, when you're constantly trying to get through dribble handoffs, so much contact, and and just and if you don't have a, a solid defensive scheme. You just you, you get blown up. I mean, you, get, you just get to the point where you can't defend that play, and, and this is where the Jazz beat you. But the spacing is so good, and all you have to do is set one good pick, and if you get two good picks, that ball movement is going to get you a good shot. The spacing I was watching tonight, it's incredible, and it's almost the same thing on every play. It's all these millions of actions, and by the time the action is done, there's a guy in each corner. Mm-hmm. On the weak side, there's two guys, and on the ball side, there's one guy. And then the ball comes down the side of the strong of the single side, and if you want to leave the single, no one ever leaves single side. If you want to leave single side, then go for it. But we're going to then pass to the corner, take corner three. If you don't want to leave anyone, then Rudy's rolling for a dunk, or our Joe or Donovan's getting a layup. And if you bring a third guy in, then the ball handler's got to read. Did you which of the two guys did you bring the ball ball off of? Usually it's corner, throw to the corner. If they rotate, swing it the next time. If they rotate again, swing it the next time. And it's just beautiful. Let me add to that because I think the Jazz do such a great job in a short clock, meaning this. How often do the Jazz push the ball up the floor, they get it over the timeline before the 16 seconds, and then by the time they get into the offense, it might be 13. And they are still able to get those good looks in that short clock. 
which is absolutely great. Now, there are some teams that force, might force the Jazz to play a little bit faster because of where they, of, of their pickup points will change it for the Jazz. And so they have to, uh, or their defense might be good enough to where um, the Jazz have to push the ball over the timeline, get into offense a little bit earlier so they can get the, that extra two or three seconds in order to make things work. But the Jazz do such a great job in a short clock that it's just unbelievable because of their offense. The highlight of the night for the Jazz tonight was Grayson Allen's second half, first half performance. He had 19 points. I think he was 8 of 8 shooting in the first half. He finished the night tonight uh, with 23 points by the time it was done on 10 of 14 shooting. Uh, what did you see from Grayson tonight? I think he's pretty comfortable now. Um, and, and as you mentioned, the G League, I think, has really helped him. The fact that they use the same system as the Jazz. And so uh, it all started in Phoenix. He made a couple of good shots uh, or big shots. And then, again, you know, the, the system dictates what kind of shots you're going to get. And I'm talking about the offensive end of the floor. And he's really taking advantage of that. I think he's a pretty good athlete. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure if he's a scorer or a shooter yet. We have, really haven't seen enough of him, but he's had pretty good, well, I'm going to say, six quarters here in the last two ball games. So if I were to say, you know, I'm not going to take a lot of out of what Phoenix and Sacramento can do to stop someone and expose weaknesses, am I being in saying, hey, I'm going to hold judgment until I see this against a good team in a competitive game? Is that... Is that yes too much? And no. Yes and no. Because if he doesn't do anything against those two teams, you're thinking. Which he didn't okay, do earlier this year. Which he didn't do earlier this year. Then, then, you're, then you're thinking one thing, that, okay, he's, he's not an NBA player. Uh, and, but, and since he has, now he has the potential to be that player. Uh, what can we get out of him in, you know, in the long term? I mean, the question is now in the playoffs, whether or not this has gained enough confidence out of Quinn that you're in your regular rotation. Grayson's probably not a part of that. You're having a hard time scoring, do you believe that Grayson Allen can give you a spark off the bench and hold his own well enough defensively to not dig the hole deeper? And this is what I'm hoping, that he can be that spark because we saw today that, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't shy away from shooting the basketball, and, and I didn't think he took a bad shot tonight. Uh, I thought he dribbled, dribbled to, to the lane a couple of times, got caught because he picked the ball up and, and didn't realize, okay, I don't have anything here. Let me dribble out of it. He picks the basketball up. Now he's got to find someone to pass to. But I didn't think he took a bad shot, and I would love it if he could be that spark, that instant offensive type guy that can come off the bench. He just He'll just continue to get better and better if that happens. So the Jazz win it in blowout fashion. This was a game I think both concerned Ron and I. Thought Sacramento would not let go of the rope. They were going to come in here, play fast, and they let go of the rope, and the Jazz blew them out, and it was awesome. 119 to 98. The Jazz continue to blow people out. They've won 12 of 13. We'll head to LA, hopefully, do it again against the Lakers on Sunday. Have a good one.